0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Let Them Play podcast. I'm Alec Horn, and of course I have Patrick Carr and Joey Gustafson with me. We're planning on talking about some NBA today, which we're going to, but there's just this breaking story about Henry Ruggs, which I'm sure you've heard about a DUI ending in someone's death. Just a really sad story. And, you know, he's probably, you know, for the football side of it, He's probably not playing football for a very long time. But, again, just an awful story. Very avoidable as well because the NFL has, you know, ways to avoid drinking and driving. It's like not like you can't afford an Uber or something. Just don't drink and drive, kids. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> anyone, just don't drink and drive because it's never worth it.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, I think you outlined it pretty well. It's a pretty sad story. I think they said the crash happened at like 3.40 a.m. in Las Vegas. So just an idiotic decision by uh, Henry Ruggs. Like, There's so many avenues to avoid this uh, situation in today's day and age, like I said, with Uber, Lyft, taxis. And you've mentioned NFLPA has a free ride home service, or I'm sure any one of the – picking them up if you needed it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's not much else to say to that on the football side of it. Like I said, I don't think we see him for the rest of the season. And as the case goes on, and whatever is convicted, we may not see him for years, maybe ever again.
2: Yeah, you guys really said it all. You know. Um, rest in peace to that one um, victim in the crash. But yeah, it was terrible. God, this yeah. is just a
0: joyful day for us.
1: So it's never it is never dull in Raider Nation, I'm telling you that much. Yeah, ever ever.
0: Man. From the emails to the now just like what's next, man? Like it, we oh, I God. feel like we we've been through it all. From you know, it started with just sucking at football. Because Patrick and I have been fans since what? When when did you start being a fan? Well,
1: I've never rooted for any other team, but... Well, yeah. Yeah, but the, from the first time I can remember, really. I remember before the before Jamarcus Russell days, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, so I started being a fan in 2007. They just sucked at football for years, and then, you know, things had gotten better recently. They were a decent team the past two years. Now they're looking good, and now it's just stuff outside of football that they're having issues with, which obviously, like the Raiders can't control. They had no idea about the John Gruden emails. They had no idea Ruggs was going to drink and drive. It's just, you know, it just sucks for them. But again, you know, the, the main thing is just the sad, the terrible thing that Rugs did.
1: Uh, and it's not like Rugs has had a lot of issues in the past. I mean, so far, everything from Alabama is he was a high character guy, good guy in the locker room, you know, a team leader too, in the wide receiver room. And, you know, sometimes situations and money can just do things to uh, to your brain. And it just was a really bad call by him, and there's no other way around it.
0: And also for the Raiders, they do have some options to get another receiver because they only have three active ones right now. Yeah. Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, and Zay, Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. Which, you know, that's not a. Terrible receiving core, considering Darren Waller should be getting like 19 targets a game like he did versus the Ravens Monday night. They've kind of go, gone away from him since, which, which doesn't make sense to me. But expect more Brian Ed, or Darren Waller. A lot of two tight end sets. Tight ends, yep. Because Foster Murrow is a, a very good backup tight end, as we saw when Darren Waller was out. But other than that, you know, you could get John Ross, not John Ross, John Brown, Denver's practice squad to get some speed, and he also has some familiarity with the playbook. And Deshaun Jackson is available as well. And there, there's some other receivers out there, but none that have the speed like those two do. So you're gonna have to wait and see.
1: And if they're trying to replace the rugs role, it is going to be going to have to be a speedy game breaking receiver like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But,
2: you know, as far as just overall depth, do you have, do you guys have anybody on the practice squad? That's Dylan
0: that Stoner. Yeah. Dylan Stoner.
1: Stoner. And he was good in the preseason and training camp. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they pulled him up actually because of the need. Of I him. think they
0: have to this week. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, just you know
1: is there anything else you guys want to add i think how much more on the football it. side it was kind of a crappy day of crappy two weekends of football really it wasn't really that many good games the last two weeks i don't know and a
2: very boring uh tra- trade deadline nothing really happened yeah, the is traded for happened. exactly let me look up his name I actually charles amenahue oh you're prepared all right yeah charles he was a fifth-round pick a few years ago, I believe, um, right. and then we got him. Yeah, and then we, we traded a sixth-round until a 23 him. So yeah. some, some type of value. Yeah, some type of value there. Um, nothing significant, really.
0: I think I think Arden Key does get cut. I think that's kind of the replacement for him because, they. I mean, they don't need a starting defensive end. <laughs> I, I have no idea what the plan is there,
1: actually. Just extra talent, I think, because the Texans are trying to load up on assets, which, you know, they said they're trying to build around Brandon Cooks, which I think is interesting. But, you know, they didn't move him at the deadline. They probably could have got solid value value for him, but they want to keep him around for whatever direction they're moving towards. Without Watson, maybe with Davis Mills, obviously Watson didn't get moved. Oh, But, like I said, nothing really happened at
0: the deadline. It was pretty stale. Yeah, they – you know, we haven't talked much about the Watson rumors because there's just not really much going on. No, no team's probably going to trade for. Him. Like, I think the, in the off-season. not with his
2: no. not with his legal stuff. No, yeah, in the off
0: season, you know, that's what in March. So four five, months away, four or five months yeah. from now, there's gonna you're gonna have some more clear information on the whole situation. There's just. You know, you just can't trade for Watson. <laughs>
2: and Adam Schefter tweeted not too long ago, you know, more coming soon or something like that. and To be continued. Picture, to be continued with a picture of Deshaun Watson. Who, who knows what that means? It's just
1: it's all been rumors this whole time. There's no real clear indication of what's happening. It's hard to justify anything or analyze anything. He's just has been cashing paychecks as a healthy scratch this whole time and dealing with his legal issues. That's really all it is.
0: $10.5 to sit around all year. Wish I could do that. Not a bad gig <laughs> at all. Well, considering the other factors, maybe a pretty bad gig. Yeah. <laughs> that was all by his doing. but <clears throat> Yeah, and also, real quick for college football, maybe the matchup of the week if you're looking for a quarterback. We got Malik Willis from Liberty versus Ole Miss and Matt Corral. You know, hopefully that's a must watch. Yeah, that's a must watch, especially if you're you want your team to draft a quarterback this year and you're probably going to have a high pick and, you know, just an exciting matchup Two, you know, pretty good quarterbacks. Matt Corral has been banged up, but hopefully he's healthy and we just see a good game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Basically, hopefully he's healthy and he really gutted out a performance this past week against Auburn. You heard his quote-unquote, healthy ankle early on and played through it. And Ole Miss wasn't able to squeak that one out, but Ole a solid team. But Corral's, Corral and Ole Miss has been a very exciting team to watch this season, and I hope that continues this week.
2: Yeah, Ole Miss um, should be able to beat Liberty. It should be a shootout, though, because Liberty's going to be behind most likely. Um, so it should be exciting.
1: Yeah, Ole I'm Miss defense very- is
2: nothing to uh, write home about. Yeah, this should be a high scoring game.
1: I'm
0: excited uh, for it for sure. Breaking so, news is favored.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. It's not no. really
0: breaking. Okay, Miss is favored by nine and a half for this. So,
1: not really breaking, but the Niners just released Joey Sly and the Raiders just released Nathan Peterman. So, John Gruden's <laughs> pet project <is> finally <laughs> off the team. Not Peterman. Yeah, that means
2: Absolutely. Robbie Gold's healthy. So, yeah. there you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Joey Sly actually did pretty well, I think, right?
2: He did all right. I think he missed a field goal last game, but it was like a 45-yarder or something. Yeah, he, he did his job. Thank you, Joey. Uh,
1: well, Peterman, you know, the only reason why he was still on the team was because of Gruden. There's really nothing else to that. Yeah, we
0: don't need, we don't need to spend any more. No, we don't need to
1: dissect Peterman. the Peterman release.
0: I thought
2: you were going to trade for first. What was that? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, think,
0: I think that was a tweet making fun of someone else's tweet. Mostly. Oh, okay. 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 okay probably sense. about – Mitch Trubisky.
1: Oh yeah, who it was it? Was the Saints and was it the Steelers and or no?
0: It was Washington Football. Team. That's
1: right, Washington. This, it was Saints and Washington. Thing about I actually
0: State. think Trubisky could be decent without Matt yeah. dragging him down. He just has to be in the perfect scenario. Another college football matchup: Auburn and Texas at Texas A&M. Texas a and favored by four and a half. That's a 12-13 matchup. That should be. Good. We should get a good one. SEC matchup.
1: Bo Nick's running
0: around doing his thing. We got some really good defense. Either looking like Johnny Manziel, or either co- he either looks like college Johnny Manziel or professional Johnny Manziel. No in between. There we go. I was trying to think of an awful mobile quarterback. I was like, wait, Johnny Manziel's an awful. He mobile awful. Quarterback, yeah, too. exactly.
2: And uh, you said it was Texas A&M, right? Yes. The guy to look for on offense right there is uh, as a He You should be the yeah, higher draft. That's player. right. And,
0: and they, they have the, they have Demarvin the Leal. I love plays. him. He yeah. plays on the defensive line. That would be good interior one. too. He's a beast. He's like yeah. six
1: seven. He's just a behemoth. Oh, yeah. He's a
0: fool. Other than that, not too many exciting college football matchups.
1: No, no yeah. this past weekend was was rank wise was the one, but overall football wise it was just okay. But the Michigan Michigan say, State game was awesome.
0: Did I say UNC? Oh White yeah,
1: Forest. Uh, you did not. but the, Wake Forest okay. is really good.
0: Yeah, Wake Forest is eight no zero. UNC or yeah, and North Carolina is four and four, but UNC is favored by two and a half. But it's because they're at home.
1: The first uh college football playoff rankings come out tonight. I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, I, th- I was reading a lot of uh, people think Ohio State's going to be way above Oregon, which is interesting considering you know, Oregon-dominated Ohio State at Ohio State. So it'll be that'll be a fun storyline to
0: follow. Yeah, that's true. But I think Ohio State's been getting better basically every week. They have. They look way CJ, better now than they did. CJ before. Stroud, he looked atrocious to start out, and he's just been getting better. I think that's just, you know, he has more confidence now and getting more comfortable and, and more game experience because it's his um, first time really starting. Well, He's only 19,
1: exactly.
2: Yeah, he does show, uh, show a lot of promise for the future. Um, Ohio State fans have a lot to be excited about, especially with the receivers. Um, but you did mention that Michigan State-Michigan game, that was insane. Oh. I think Kenneth Walker really showed his, uh, his Heisman case right there. He had five touchdowns, I believe, oh, I just know. ran all over the Michigan defense. It, it was really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and Michigan State wouldn't go away, and you saw them, it was, I think, a 16-point game, and then Michigan State didn't fold, and they just came back and won it, and that's what you want in a college football playoff team.
1: It was a really good win before
0: Mel Tucker leaves for LSU. <laughs> Let's see. That's got to be the most desired job in college football right now, I'm getting, barred none. It, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean USC is pretty good, but
1: it should USC should be more of an LSU or should be more of a desired job, but it's just been so bad since Pete Carroll left. So yeah, exactly. That's... And is LSU job going to be open? Right? Yeah, at Orgeron already got fired. Remember? Okay,
0: yeah. they mutually agreed to part ways after the season. <laughs> was
1: he got fired? <laughs>
2: but, yeah,
0: but he's still he's still coaching right now. Right? He's finishing yeah, the yeah, season.
2: He's okay. He's okay not right, that's what. Okay. Right. Right. They I was gonna say finish. I saw that weird press conference after that one game I think, and he was just like the offense is bad, the defense is bad. It was we're going really into this weekend
1: game. game. It was going into this weekend game. I don't know who they okay, came <laughs> to, but
2: he was saying like,
0: yeah, we're <laughs> just calling yeah. everybody out. Yeah, that was funny. You see Clay Helton's coaching Georgia Southern? Yeah, oh, Clay Helton sucks. Yeah, he's a Georgia Southern coach if I've ever seen
1: one. I think Mel Tucker to LSU, James Franklin to USC, then Penn State will be the big job. That'll be open. I don't know where that's happening. Right, Brandon. <laughs> UCLA.
2: But that'd be kind of sick. That'd be kind of sick. I don't think he'd do Brennan, all Penn State. but They get some athletic freaks over there. I don't know what, what's going on in the water over there. I feel yeah, so like every combine – Beast is from Penn State.
0: Micah Parsons last year.
1: Jahan Dotson looked good against Ohio State. Yeah, he did. He's going to be nice. The team is really – I mean, they're a good quarterback away from being awesome. I mean, Clifford's fine. He's nothing special. We also got hurt in the backup quarterback play the last couple of weeks. was so just atrocious. Yeah. That's enough college football. I don't think that many
0: people are about Sean Clifford talk. <laughs> Let's do that all day. Yeah. Let's talk some NBA. We haven't done that since the over unders. Yeah, it's been it basketball's been amazing so far. The first couple weeks, slow yeah, scoring, defensive rule changes, just it, much better amazing. to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's so much better. We don't have to watch reviews every five seconds. There's and not games aren't an
1: open layup line anymore. You know, it's an actual struggle to score points,
0: which is great. Yeah, and there's stoppages. And there are not, there's less stoppages, which was just really annoying. I hated watching the free throw contest, and that's kind of where the name of this podcast came from. I was, we were watching basketball, and we're just like, you know, let them play because there was like 50 free throws in the game. Just, you know, just let them play.
1: The <laughs> there's six teams with an under 100 defensive rating this year, and the last time a single team was under 100 was 2016. And the last time that there was multiple teams under 100 was 2013. And the Lakers have 106 defensive rating this year. And last year they were first with 106 defensive rating. And they're ranked 18th in defensive rating now with that. I mean, it's just it's all around the league. It's harder to score. And the real, you know, true amazing scores were also the ones that are shining a little more in this light because it's shown that they are still able to get buckets really whenever they want because that's how good they are. And it's not because of the style of the game or the rule changes.
2: And I like how it's rewarding good individual defense and team defense. Yeah. Um, Cause that part of the game was kind of, you know, up in the air, they would just call foul every contested shot or layup or whatever. Um, but now people are getting their, their worth it there. I think the, the NBA for some reason thought
1: that the enjoyment of viewing was just as many points as possible, but they didn't yeah. realize that it's not fun to watch easy points and uncontested shots and layup lines. It's, more about watching the struggle to score points and the work hard to score points is more fun. And I think maybe they finally realized it and it's been an extremely enjoyable three weeks so far.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a new sense of competitiveness in the game now because, you know, like you said, the defense actually matters now because you can actually get rewarded for it.
2: You can be a little bit more physical, which is always fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And the, everyone's free throw seeing how many free throws James Harden's shooting because let's be real the rules were mostly because of him
1: him and Trey young they were the Trey young James harden rule and Chris Paul I think those three specifically
2: yeah but everybody did you know take advantage of it those those guys probably more so than others but everybody you know. To get past them, they'd do it.
0: You were smart to take advantage of it because – Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It. As well, exactly. Exactly. It's
1: in the book, yeah.
0: So, good job by the NBA there. About time. It is about time.
1: I think it really, you know, showed in the playoffs when it was happening a lot in the playoffs and when everyone's watching specific games and it was like, okay, this is – you're ruining singular games by, you know, reviews like you mentioned or just – this crappy like jump into the back of the defender when he's trailing you for a foul in the middle of the lane and they got rid of it. And it's, you know, there's, there's there are some players that are struggling and adjusting to it, And I think that's interesting to watch as well. James Harden, those first five, six games really was turning, up, turning the ball over a lot. He was struggling to get to 20 points. You know, Trey Young, the first couple of games were struggling with it. He's starting to figure it out. Damian Lillard is still really struggling with it. I mean, he's shooting 20% from three this year and it's extremely inefficient. So there's a lot of people who I think are going to take a while to adjust to
0: it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, and I think Dame's going to pick it up sooner rather than later because, you know, we've seen him have some struggles and then he just lights on fire for a consecutive amount of games. And he's been one of my biggest disappointments this year, but Again, I think that team sucks, anyways. So I yeah, think. the team the team in a league where you can play defense now still doesn't play defense. But Nasir Little has been playing some defense. I like that him. was
1: their that was their preseason camp hero was Nasir Little all the time. Yeah, he's been like.
0: playing some defense. He's been scoring a little bit. Seems like he didn't get much of an opportunity under Terry Stotts, but he's been playing better and showing improvement, which is exactly what you want from a young guy.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be in play-in, miss the playoffs territory, I think. I just don't see it with that team. And I think, you know, a couple months in, if it's still kind of ugly like this,
0: I think that Dane trade might happen. Yeah, and it might not be Dane is the one deciding that.
2: No, that, I mean, yeah. that's kind of been the th- the thing his whole career is he never wanted to join a super team. He's super against it. He's been open about Run it.
1: from the grind or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, he constantly calls people out from it, but – you know, it, it should be interesting to see if he if he gets dealt and where too. He
0: yeah, I respect him for that, but to, there's a certain point where it's like you just can't keep losing. Philly's yeah, the like, one. Philly would be great for him.
1: For ben sure. Simmons and picks—that's the one.
0: Yeah, I think they're more likely to get CJ McCollum from that.
1: But. I just don't think Daryl Morey's gonna do that though. Daryl Morey's is like super stubborn and is only gonna get. A uh, similar value back. I don't think he views CJ like that.
0: Yeah, but I think CJ would be perfect for that. I do too.
1: I think it was it would be kind of exactly what they need—a a creator on the perimeter like that, and someone who can also stretch
0: the floor. Yep. But let's talk about some disappointing teams. Which one first? Um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Because there's a certain player who waddles around on the bench all the game that we need to talk about too. Because they're one in six. You know, they're, I mean, the roster's awful. They traded that Lonzo trade. I'll we'll still never get over that. And they're just bad. Like they got a, a huge ransom for Anthony Davis and they just haven't done anything with it. And again, they're starting out awful. They're one in six with losses to teams they
1: just shouldn't be losing to, like the Timberwolves. I think Timberwolves are solid. I just think the the Pelicans are a bad team, a bad franchise, a super uninspiring roster, and they have no sense of direction, and it's going to be year three of the quote-unquote rebuild and their third head coach. And I just think they screwed up this whole Zion and post-AD trade era every which way they could have done so far Ingram's a very talented player and I don't think he can actually be a one on a championship team but I think he can be a two or a three and he's shown he can score a lot of that isn't on their doing because their best player their face of the franchise their main cornerstone Zion Williamson cannot stay in shape and that's on him and his own team and his camp and you know his personal trainers and everything but it is year three and he's come in extremely overweight two out of the three seasons and a lot of these injuries I think are because of that and You know Duke was able to keep stay on him a little bit with their uh, conditioning team, just the high level program that Duke is. But when you enter the pros, it's on him that you know to control that himself and be on top of that himself. And he, someone really needs to talk to him and say, your career is going to end shorter than it should be because of your weight issues, and it's going to be terrible for his knees, and he's had a bunch of leg injuries already so far, and he's he's going to take that rookie contract extension from the pelicans no rookie has ever turned that down yet and the pelicans are going to offer it to him as well because it's new orleans and they need to but there's just no direction this team's going
0: yeah i think you know you expect him to to get he had a foot injury this year so you expect him to to gain a little weight but he looks like he should be playing guard for the new orleans saints
2: he does look like a
1: guard. He does look. look really, a guard. He's, a, he's close to three fifteen right now. I mean, that that it's is
0: ridiculous.
1: That is not sustainable in the NBA. That's insane.
0: And you know the weight in the NBA, your weight matters a lot because you're constantly jumping, putting pressure on your the joints. Of course, yeah. And you know each pound you weigh is actually four pounds of weight on your joints. And Zion's putting over a thousand pounds on his joints right now. If he used to play at this weight, so
1: well, and, and he, the force that he likes to play with too, with you know, yeah, he's a, he's a leaper. Velocity of his jumping, acceleration—it's so bad for him.
0: Yeah, he's you know, he's just an athletic freak. But he needs to find a good weight, and obviously, like I think he can play. I don't I don't don't quite remember what he typically weighs at. I think it's like 260.
1: He came into the league at 280 when he was at his peak shape at Duke was
0: 280. Yeah, he needed, I think 265 is probably where he should be playing.
1: Cuz when he was at Duke he would have been the second heaviest player in the league only to Boban.
0: Yeah, and Boban's 7'4. Exactly. And one of the best most efficient players of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but just You know, the franchise has to get it together. That's just an awful franchise. They, You know, there's a lot of players they could have had. Like, you know, Patrick and I were actually talking about this before the podcast started, but they could have gotten DeAndre Hunter for... They had had the fourth pick and they traded it. Yeah, wait, my Zoom just, like, went weird. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, they... They traded down to get Jackson Hayes, who is just sucks. Not that great, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's. I was trying to put it nice, but he's bad. But you know, DeAndre Hunter would have been. I think he would have been a really good four, in, on that team, I do like the Jonas Valanciunas trade, but they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to extend him. I and, think Jonas is good. Yeah. Yeah, and also Devontae Graham. Just, I just don't really think he provides much for a team. He's an inefficient small guard. It's not my cup of tea, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that kind of just covers it. Where I think there's going to be more harping on the Pelicans to come for this season. Yeah, if they don't
1: even make the plane, it's year three of just a completely failed, embarrassing season with David Griffin, and it'll be the third. It'll be – I mean, I don't think they'll fire Willie Green. He's their third coach with David Griffin, but – it is coach three in year three of this,
0: and it looks terrible still. Yeah. You know who else has been kind of disappointing? But they're four and two, which sounds really weird. The Mavs? Yeah, the Mavericks. They've <laughs> they <laughs> they get they've been so bad in some of these games, but they end up finding a way to win. And I think, well, Kristaps, you know how we feel about Kristaps. That dude is just a walking brick. And he's he's a – a five and no D shooter, yeah, basically.
1: Luca's just that good. I think is one of the big things. But they were the last two years with Rick Carlisle. they the first, the first ranked offense per one hundred possessions. And last year they're eighth per one hundred possessions. And then this year they're below average as well. And I think that's the Jason Kidd,
0: Rick Carlisle transition factor. Yeah, and the Pacers have been playing bad too, but. Um, Kristaps, let me just read you Kristaps' stats. You know, he's making an insane amount of money this year. He's only played th- in three of the games because he's been hurt again. He's averaging 12.6 rebounds on 30% shooting, 23%. From three. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's, terrible. He's a part of the 30-20-70 club right
1: now. Oh. And he's <laughs> making, what, I think 37 this year? 37 million?
0: My – Lord. Yeah, and I'm gonna be watching Heat versus Mavericks later. I expect a Heat blowout. If you want me to be perfectly honest, Heat are good. They're yeah, they're they're, very good. they're that Kyle Lowry edition has been great for them, and Tyler Hero's been a lot better.
1: He's yeah, you know the preseason hype is is trans- is translating so far. Did he have preseason hype? Oh yeah, no, he was the leading scorer uh, in the
2: preseason. Oh, he was okay. yeah. Because no, everybody was that was you know out on him the last season, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh but after the after the bubble, he looked like a really good shooter.
1: No, he was good in the bubble. That was, that was a while ago. That was a 19-year-old. I and mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty proven the bubble is pretty fraudulent too. So, right?
2: No, <laughs> Making Mouse rings? Yeah. No. The rings you
0: no. guys wanted. Um, anyways.
2: <laughs> Speaking about a team that was in the bubble, um, this is another – this is an obvious one coming from a Celtic fan. It's the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, i wait on this one, yeah. Yeah. They, they look fucking – oh, wow. <laughs> <can't> believe that. <laughs> they look terrible, and they have some drama in the uh, locker room. Let me just read you a quote uh, from Marcus Smart after the game. Forgot who they played. Um,
0: they played the Bulls.
2: The, the Bulls. Bulls 19, and they're fourth, they're fourth winning by a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got. I'm gonna find the.
1: They got outscored 29 to nine in the fourth quarter at one point, and they only ended up with 11 total points in the yeah, fourth.
0: Yep. They got outscored 29 to nine in the fourth, but they got out in at one point, but they got outscored 39 to 11 in the fourth quarter. That's that is that's unacceptable.
2: Yeah. Especially with the lead that big. All right, so it's obvious to see why people would be frustrated in players. So Marcus Smart, after the game, he said, I would like to just play basketball. Every team knows we're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and steady to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball.
1: Yeah, that's a All quote right. that should be in the locker room, not in to the media. That's for sure.
2: I was very surprised reading that. And it's true, you know, but like – Maybe this is his call, you know, putting it out in the media just to make it more of a big deal to be addressed within the team or, like, maybe he was uh, already saying this and nothing was working, so this is just his attempt to make something happen, but it's not a good look, not a good look.
1: I think one of the biggest issues, you know, for the Celtics team because, I mean, everything from last year is translating over. I thought they were definitely one of the more disappointing teams last year. And think one of the issues this season is – they really don't have a true point guard and a team connector and someone to facilitate to everyone. And that's not who Jalen and Jason are. They don't necessarily make other players better, even though how great that they are individually. I mean, they're exactly what you're looking for in the NBA right now. They're two under 25 year old swing wings that are great scorers and really good one-on-one defenders as well. But like they don't really get the ball pinging around to shooters or just other players and they don't look for other players to improve their overall games. And, you know, a lot of people are saying the, the Lonzo fit would have been perfect for them and it would have been, but they've got to find a cheaper option or an option that fits more in their salary. And I think someone they should look to try to trade for that. I think that would fit perfectly with the Celtics is Ricky Rubio. When his, when his trade, I was day, saying that. when his trade date exception comes up in December, when they can, you know, viably trade for me, I think that's someone they should look at, but Schroeder and Marcus Smart are not team lifters, offensive ceiling raisers, you know, facilitators, the guys to get everyone involved. And that's, it's a team where the best facilitator, best passer, best ball mover and playmaker right now is probably Al Horford. And this it, just is not the most successful formula.
2: And the fact that it's kind of from, you know, nothing against Marcus Smart, but he's not exactly the best shooter either. Like, no, yeah. If dead yeah, right the ball. Right
0: I saw yeah, Clyde Tatum doing like an insane spin move throwing it behind his back and Smart just bricked the wide open three in the fourth. Like but he <laughs> Smart does have Smart does have a point though. Like we we all know who's going yeah. who it's going to in the fourth. Yeah. You know, you play through your best players, but you just got to pass when it's it not away. when
2: it's not a good look, you need guys that will distribute the ball and get get, get good open looks and um yeah, I saw uh, yeah. The, the fact Marcus had the right message. Yeah, he just, uh, you know,
1: I don't just know if that's the time point is to
2: in say it. Yeah. And I don't know if Marcus yeah.
1: Smart saying it is moving anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe if Al Horford says that, that's a potential because he definitely has the respect of Jalen and Jason being on the team before and playing in a million conference finals games. But I don't I know. Smart has the, just
2: as much or
0: more respect, actually. Maybe, I really, mean, in the team. Yeah, I think yeah. he's pretty up there with that yeah. respect aspect. What were you gonna say before though? Uh... oh, I just I just wanna talk about that funny clip of Tatum making an insane move to a pass I, I,
2: you're gonna to need to send that to me. I wanna watch it. It's funny. Okay. Yeah, just remind I, me. I, I wanna want cry authority.
1: <laughs> That's and yeah. I like Aaron Neesmith a lot, who they you know drafted last year in the first round. And for some reason, uh, Yudoka is not playing him. I don't quite get that one. I thought he showed a lot as a rookie and he's a really good shooter. Maybe that will develop along the way. And I also thought he you know had a little bit of passing and self-creation ability I didn't realize he was going to have towards the end of last year. So that's something to look forward to. And I think it's a team that just has uh, moves to make. If they, I mean, they can't be in the play-in or miss the playoffs again this year, I think, because then uh, Jalen, Jason – Tandem
2: really starts to get questioned, but the burner turns on. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I'd love to see a Ricky Rubio trade. I think that'd be perfect. Um, I love Ricky. Smith I want to see NeNe Smith play more, and then I think Pritchard you know, should get more minutes. Maybe if if they need more facilitating, I think that's kind of his thing. But you know, just try something else out. You know, you can't just. Do the same thing and expect different results.
1: What would you think of a Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal trade?
2: Like linear, it's not like Beal's playing. It's not like Beal's uh, a playmaker or a distributor on his own to make or the team defender. better. It's yeah, it's, I don't know. I I, I think Jalen Brown is playing out of his mind right now. I so like. I, I love. I don't.
0: I don't think. Yeah, I think Jalen's great, but and I don't think a Beal trade would just. It just him, in instant favorite. No, 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 no. definitely.
1: not. Yeah. But also, Jason Tatum's buddy and Celtics are probably one video away of Jason Tatum put Jason Tatum putting on a Lakers jersey before they get sick and tired of him.
2: Okay, all right, yeah, <laughs> that's enough. Soon. Yeah. No, okay. I'm a Warriors fan. If that happens,
0: whoa! <laughs> I like that. Soon. I like that. What's the, what's the switching team stuff? Uh, dude, if
1: I was a Celtics fan and like our fran- franchise cornerstone player went to the Lakers, I'd be sick to my stomach. I really. Yeah, like, dude. Come yeah, on. Vi-
0: vice versa. I'll tell you that.
2: Exactly. LeBron to the Celtics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, you Alec could have him if he keeps shooting one for ten. <laughs>
1: yeah, Alec would drive him to the airport. Nah, hey, I don't
0: – No. I, I do respect him for the most part.
2: For, uh, the, for the Mickey Mouse thing, okay. sorry.
0: <laughs> one of – a very impressive
1: team, though, has been the Bulls, who uh, they've uh, looked better than I expected them to. Their offense is awesome. I – maybe overlooked about how bad their defense was going to be because it's fine enough where they can they can win games, but they can put up points with the best of everybody. It's been extremely impressive, and Levine has legit talent around him now, and his stats are translating to wins now as well. They're very
2: balanced.
0: Yeah, I think Let's their depth see. is a little bit of an issue, but their starting fives pretty good, and they took a big hit with the Patrick Williams That injury. sucked.
1: Yeah, that was too bad. I really was excited to watch him in year two. Did he tear his ACL? No, it was like a dislocated wrist. Oh, but he's out for for the season,
2: right? Yeah, he's down for the season. He had to get surgery. Damn. That's too bad.
0: They're starting Javante Green now. I
1: still do not like the DeRozan move. I think they gave him a lot of money. and I think maybe in a year or two years they're not going to be loving the contract. But the Caruso and the Lonzo additions were two of the better offseason additions, and those two players are just winning players, and they help the whole team on a you know a floor raising basis and a ceiling raising ceiling raising basis
0: as well. Yeah, they bring in a lot of value on defense, especially, which is what the Bulls needed because they have a bunch of scorers. And
1: while we're talking about the Celtics, they are two guys that where their main objective is to get everyone else involved. They don't look for theirs to start. And, you know, I, I think Caruso and Lonzo, they could, they each could not care less if they scored zero points, two points, four points, they're more, you know, getting everyone involved, pushing the ball up of court, uh, you know, winning the game, playing good defense on the other end too.
0: Yeah. Caruso had a, probably is actually, let me, I can probably check game by game, but he had nine points yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> He's averaging 8.3 on the season, which is actually more than I was expecting.
2: On really low minutes, too, right? Or not really low, just
0: lower. 27 minutes.
1: Without Patrick Williams, a closing lineup of Caruso, Lonzo,
0: Levine, DeRozan, uh, Vujicic is actually something I kind of like, too. Yeah, I do, too. I think Vucevic has been a, a little lacking so far, but I think he'll be able to pick it up because he's just a really good player. And with this team, he doesn't need to be a
1: primary initiator or score either. And it might be a good fit for him where he's just pretty much going to be, uh, you know, spot up big, pick and pop big, so we can stretch the floor and make the right reads too. Uh, you know, DeRozan and Levine are two self-creators.
0: Yeah. They don't, Vucevic and Levine don't need to be just carrying the team every night since they have DeRozan, you know, they can, just cut sometimes and get passes from Lonzo or Caruso. It's just, you know, they're pretty, I would say they're top heavy, but you know, maybe they look to be aggressive when trades start happening, which is, you know, a long time from now, but just take advantage of yeah. the good play right now. Uh no, they have their first this year because they traded
1: last year's, but next year's they don't have, so they can't trade this one anyways. But definitely, definitely an exciting team in the East so far, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the Warriors now? We've been waiting.
1: There's not (laughs) much. I mean, I don't know. They're four and one. They've been about as expected. Five and one.
0: Yeah, they're five and one. Five and one.
1: one. Yeah, they're four in a row and then lost to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies lost, you know, pointed out some of the issues I think this team does have. And Jordan Poole has been, other than the Lakers game, he has not been good this year. And it's not, you know, it's pretty objective to say that. And with him not, being as good as they expected or not performing and kind of being a negative impact player issue for them to, you know, figure out. And in the Grizzlies game, they were up by 16 at one point and without Steph on the floor in the second and the fourth quarter, they completely tricked that lead off. And that's something that I think, you know, definitely will improve with Wiseman and Clay coming back two scores and two guys that can initiate offense, but it is an issue that they need to, focus on and maybe figure out how to get pool back in a good groove. Damian Lee coming off the bench has been an amazing role player so far. The offseason additions of Porter and Bealita, I think are kind of as expected to, and they've been good, you know, role players. The main thing is Stefan Draymond still look like Stefan Draymond. Draymond has been awesome defensively and he's aggressive on the offensive side as well. And the team is at best when he looks to get his own points or looks to play make rather than just playing traffic cop at the top of the three point line. Uh, Wiggins has had his moments, but that's kind of his career. Is he has his moments that gets you excited? And then is also Andrew Wiggins at times. <laughs> so, like they, they play the Hornets tomorrow night, an exciting young Hornets team, but the Warriors are also on four or five days' rest. And if they lose tomorrow night, that's a pretty, pretty bad loss. But you know, I think. All the successes so far and kind of how good they've been is what I was expecting from them, but they still do have a couple of issues that they need to uh, look into. And that is the non-staff minutes and secondary playmaking.
2: Yeah. How would you say the bucket looks coming
1: good? He's only feeling so played like six minutes and it was like yeah. garbage time. I don't know. I think he needs to go to the G league. He's super raw. I think him, Moody and Wiseman will play some minutes together in the G League soon because Wiseman's got to rehab and get back from knee injury and Moody and Kaminga just, just can get minutes down there but yeah know, he, he's got a long way to go Kaminga I like Moody a lot though. I think Moody can at least play like seven to ten minutes right now he's smart Moody Moody Moody, oh, Moses, Moody, Moody, Moody. <laughs> Moody yeah no I like him a lot one of the them keeping gary payton the second over avery bradley as the on the 15th spot it was a great call gary payton the second has been a really 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 good role player for them so far and he's can provide you know uh ball handling passing and defensive uh assignments off the bench really well so far
0: yeah i do agree i love that the Warriors I know because Bradley's Payton's
1: working out for again. you guys. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I love it.
1: Yeah, Bradley's working out for you guys, and peyton
0: has been really good for us as well. So yeah. it's, it's, it was a win-win. Exactly. Good trade. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Well, Gary Payton II used to be for, on the Lakers, so mm-hmm. he's he's he's
1: good. His shooting—he's like shooting like eighty percent from three so far. I don't know where that came from. It's That'll not going to be sustainable. Yeah, it's not going to sustain <laughs> at all. But it's been good. They break the record that he's played. Yeah, they were able be. to just absolutely kill the Thunder the other night, who sucked, but they were able to kill the Thunder with Steph playing at like twenty-five percent speed, which was something last year they would have needed Steph and Draymond to go balls to the wall, hundred ten percent from tip
0: to finish, which is an issue, which was an issue. Yeah, they. <laughs> They've been playing well. You know, I think you've covered it unbelievably well, considering you watch every game and just sit there and watch Warriors games time after time, which is good. You know, sports fan. Yeah. I <laughs> sound like <laughs> such a diss. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it, it's not. The Wish I could watch thing, I the Wakers games, but they're reason not on.
1: the success as far as they have – Players that play the way Steph Draymond and Kerr like to play, and it is ball movement, IQ heavy. Rather than last year, not to put it harshly, they had a lot of stupid players on the team that didn't play the smart way. So,
0: Yeah, Kelly Oubre.
1: Oubre, more and definitely Wiseman's IQ level. I would not say it was top-notch last year on the court.
0: Yeah, at least Wiseman's young. The other guys are just dumb. Yeah, that's the other way to put it. <laughs> And
2: when is uh, Clay getting back?
1: Uh, I think, like, the week before the Christmas game. So, I think they'll probably ramp up his minutes, and then maybe Christmas he'll be able to play, like, 25 minutes.
2: That's
0: only I don't a week and a half away. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I think I like him. Originally, they were saying kinda... January, February to temper expectations, but, like, I think
0: Clay's itching to get back out
1: there, too. Yeah, I
0: also think, you know, if the Warriors have one of the best records, maybe they can – Slow it down a little bit. Don't have to rush in. So that was the,
1: I, yeah, that was like the biggest thing about starting off fast as well. So they don't have to, you know, ramp him up immediately. And they can ease him into the rotation because they don't want to just put a bunch of miles on him the second he gets back. I mean, he hasn't played basketball since June of 2019. So much has happened since then. Yeah, a pandemic and two full
0: seasons, <laughs> two and
1: a
2: half. Yeah, I was just uh, yeah, I we're was gonna we're say a, a, a kind of the
0: third season. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, I kind of like him as the social media influencer. He's pretty funny. He's so On his funny. Little boat. He
0: plays awesome. His boat. He's so funny.
2: Yeah, I like his custom jerseys, too. You know, he, he has a fresh one every day.
1: He's been wearing the number 77 player of all time jersey in practice every day since that happened. It's and so then funny. he
2: wore La- Larry Bird. Who else did he do? He was, was Jackie he for Halloween a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then he jumped off the boat with his new one, right? yep. uh, like yesterday or today.
1: Yep. And he wore oh his God. Olympic jacket on the boat today, too. He's, he's awesome. He's a Bay Area legend. I'm excited. For I'm,
2: I, sure.
0: A tear might be shed when he hits his first three in Chase Center. Oh, I'll be ecstatic for him. I'm, i I think I'm I think he's everyone's favorite warrior. <laughs> I was just saying that, say guy, that he's one of the few players in the NBA who has a hundred percent
1: approval rating. If you ever meet someone's like, "Nah, screw, t- screw, Clay Thompson. I don't like that guy." He, he did probably- something to don't family trust him
0: off the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <They're- laughs> no matter. <mind. All> these- <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there good. anything? Any other teams? You, you want to talk, talk about the Lakers? Yeah, we could talk about them. I think it's just pretty. It's gone terrible. kind of as expected early on. Yeah, like I think the first 20 games are for them to figure it out. Obviously, they blew a huge lead to the Thunder, which is maybe the worst loss I've ever seen as a Lakers fan, and I watched those dudes go 17 and 65 one year, so that's really that something. Yeah. But, you know, they're starting to gel. The defense is coming together, which is great, and Mello's giving off pretty – He's just raining threes, which you love to see. I've always been a Mellow fan, so it's really just cool to see him getting buckets in your own team's jersey. And he's not wearing double zero like he did on Portland. Hmm. So that's great. But, yeah, they just need to get better. They need to gel. And they also need – you know, they're missing a lot of guys. You know, Wayne Ellington, THT, um, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza those guys have all been out and haven't played a game yet. And I think, you know, those guys can help when the main guys come out of the game, like Anthony Davis and LeBron and Westbrook's just chucking. Maybe that's, doesn't happen as much. (laughs) The Westbrook experience, you know, They played 80 at the five last game, and he just looked really good. But it was only because of their Dwight injury. So Vogel, this is the first year where it's like, all right, Frank, like you actually got a coach this year. So like, let's ramp it up. And I think, you know, this DeAndre Jordan as a starter thing is very frustrating. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to learn because Andre Drummond was a starter for so long last year. And I think Mark Gasol would be perfect on this team, but he retired, and you know the Lakers kind of just—they did him dirty. I'll be honest. I but really,
1: really, 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 really hope Frank Vogel doesn't figure out the eighty at the five lineup because that, yeah. that eighty at the five, LeBron at the four, Westbrook with Monk, and then pick your other shooter at the at the final position is not something. Wayne that,
0: Ellington. Yeah,
1: Ellington, Ariza, Bazemore. Any of those guys, it's not, so, it's not It's not. a lineup I'm excited about because it's exactly the spacing that would be needed for LeBron, AD, and Westbrook to thrive.
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, we don't really need to spend a ton of time on the Lakers because, you know, undisputed's talking about them every day, whether they played <laughs> last night or not. But, you know, they're just, they're just trying to gel, you know. It's a whole new team. The only people returning are LeBron, AD, and THT. That's kind of crazy. And I think... They've been okay so far, you know. I didn't expect them to beat the Warriors, a team that was, excuse me, uh, a team that was pretty well together from last year, aside from some pieces. And I definitely didn't expect them to beat the Suns, which you know they competed for a while, and then they just got blown out, which I really just thought was unacceptable. And then the loss to OKC, which again. Just unbelievably bad loss. But, you know, they're gelling. They're starting to play well. They're playing again. They're playing the Rockets again tonight, and we're just going to see how well they gel. Rhymes. Um, <laughs> the Rockets again? Ours. Yeah. Why are they playing them back-to-back games? It's weird. I don't know, man. The schedule is just weird. That's weird. But they do have a lot of easier games, which I don't think they should take for granted because you, in this year especially – when it's actually competitive throughout the NBA, Just don't take anyone lightly. You know these guys are all, Most of these guys are vets vets of over like ten years. You gotta learn. You gotta know by now not to take teams lightly. Yeah,
2: they are in a little mini win streak. You know they've won two in a row, but we're gonna probably have to withhold most of the judgment until we're about a month in and they start to figure out the best lineups. that like Patrick said, and I think they will eventually. You know find find out the right spacing. Please,
1: <laughs> I love, I love, dude, the Westbrook, LeBron, DeAndre Jordan, AD Bazemore lineup is
0: a favorite of mine. I love. Yeah, it. I don't think that's going to last too long. So you just, I know, just appreciate it. <laughs> well Enjoy explained. it while <laughs> you. Yeah. I think yeah. the
1: Warriors we played against that obviously in the first that was the starting lineup for the first game. I think they probably got all of it for now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Ellington and Ariza are going to find their ways into the lineup. And Kendrick Nunn too. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn. I'd like his potential. He's he's a good scorer. I think he could just come off the bench though. Yeah, he's good. Self a little spark off the off the bench. Yeah, I think and THT also is a bit able to do that. So there's they have a lot of options still, but they just got to get the guys back. Yeah. Yeah, I think very
1: early in the NBA season. Covers. A lot, yeah, of, a lot of games to play still, obviously. Shh. Shout
0: out, John Morant.
1: He's awesome. He's He's a superstar.
0: He's a bona fide superstar. Yeah. He's Kevin Durant and Zion's Greg Oden. All right, we'll see. (laughs) No, there there were some people comparing that. I'm not going to believe that yet.
2: What was the conversion?
0: It was like the since in 2007, Greg Oden went number one and Kevin Durant went number two. And then in
2: 2019,
0: yeah. uh, Zion won. Man. Yeah, Zion won. Jaw yeah. <laughs> I, and it's just some reaching for some retweets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is two bigs that have health issues and two superstars in number
0: two. So I see it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll speak soon. Stay safe.